0: This is the Feeder Flow podcast. My name is Chloe and welcome back to the show. I'm excited for today's podcast. Today is gonna be different than all the other podcasts. I am not interviewing anyone and I am not talking about the normal things I usually talk about. Rather today, I wanted to do something a little bit different. I'm talking about common expressions and idioms that we have in the English language that I think are quite telling and um we can really sort of dive deep into the meaning of them and see where they stem from and correlate them to food and nutrition and what substance means and all of the above so i hope you enjoy this show this is all just like for fun and just thinking outside of the box with certain things so i hope you have fun listening to it all right let's just get into the show I was listening to a podcast today, and the guy who was talking was doing just a little chatter in the beginning, and then he said this common expression, which I want to go over today. He said, all right, without further ado, let's just get into the meat and potatoes of it. And I was like, whoa, wait, this is actually quite telling. I feel like there... Are a lot of idioms and expressions in our language that are like this expression the meat and potatoes that we can extrapolate a deeper sort of meaning to so in this example meat and potatoes what does that mean when we say all right let's just start talking about the meat and potatoes well that means like let's get down to the thing that's The most important the most basic part of this the substance this is the thing that has fundamental importance and isn't it funny that we associate that the thing that has fundamental importance with meat and potatoes you never hear someone say okay let's just get let's just get down to the broccoli of it (laughs) like we don't say that because i think we innately know that broccoli is not that's not the essential, most important part, right? That's not, it's not the meat and potatoes. I listened to this, guys, and it literally was just like, my brain was just firing off of so many of these things. And I thought it so fascinating. And it got me thinking, what other little expressions and idioms do we say that really is saying a lot more than what it's saying? So it's more than just a, funny little expression that we say like there's a reason why these things come about right there's a reason why we say meat and potatoes because so many of us we have known for the past you know millennia that meat and potatoes that's food that's what we thrive on not spirulina crunchies and celery juice not saying never eat those things i'm just saying that's not like the most fundamentally important basic part Um, that's not the substance sure have broccoli on the side but don't be eating just broccoli Um, so anyways i thought that was such a cool like little idiom when we really sort of break it down a lot more So another idiom that I really liked is it's just my bread and butter and what does that mean? It's my bread and butter. It means it's the necessities. This is my main thing. It's my bread and butter and isn't that funny that we say things like that when in like diet culture it's like we are going to demonize butter all day long. We're going to tell you that you should be gluten free when so many of us do not need to be gluten-free. If you're celiac, yeah, totally understand. If you have a really bad gluten intolerance, I understand that. Most of us don't need to be gluten-free and um, don't need to be dairy-free either. Um, so it's my bread and butter. It's something that's necessary and well, you know, I'm going to take that as being bread and butter is necessary. And you know what? My my French heart, the French in me <laughs> really just agrees with that statement so much. Bringing home the bacon. What does that mean, guys? It means to earn the income. You're bringing home the good stuff, right? Like that's like that's the prize. This is your income. This is um, this is what we want to bring home, right? Um, so again, I find this really funny that we say, bring home the bacon. It's not, again, it's not bring home the lettuce, you're bringing home the bacon, that crispy, um, just delicious satiating food that we have called bacon. Like that's what you want to bring home. I have bigger fish to fry. Like, I have more important things to do. I can't worry about her problems because I have bigger fish to fry. A.K. meaning I want to have more substance. I want to fry the biggest fish because I want more. I want to get a bigger bang for my buck. I have something that would be more important for me to really focus my time on. And I think, again, going back to what's important, these expressions, they say a lot, right? So what this expression kind of is saying is like, I want more food. I understand that like having more of this is like what's more important there, right? So there's a reason why we say I have a bigger fish to fry. It's because we all innately know that we would all want a bigger fish to put on our barbecue, right? This is, like, where it's stemming from. Again, this is all just, like, silliness, but it's it's kind of fun when you start, like, looking at this and you realize, like, wow, these expressions were created for a reason. There's a backing to them, and it's interesting when we can look at that and then we look at, like, how diet culture has sort of distorted, like, a lot of, those things right like i said with like the meat and potatoes like diet culture is going to try and tell you that like the most important thing is broccoli but then you go down to like the fundamentals of our like most classic like expressions and it comes down to like meat and potatoes (laughs) i just find that like really funny um the greatest thing since sliced bread I mean you guys that one's obvious sliced bread is like one of the best inventions that has ever happened Um, who doesn't love sliced bread that perfectly fits in your toaster so that you can perfectly toast your toast and again it's just saying like wow this is something that is excellent Um, yeah sliced bread is excellent right Um, to butter somebody up When you butter someone up, you're praising or flattering them, Um, but you're usually doing this because you want to get something from them. You want like a promotion at work or um, you want to get something for free so you butter up the waitress, right? Like trying to get that free. that free dessert after dinner or something. So you're gonna butter up the waitress. Um that sounded kinda of weird, but you know what I mean. Um so to be extra nice to someone. Um and again, it's I'm gonna take this to like mean. Butter's really nice and it makes everything just a lot better and tastier. And um don't we all just want a little buttering in life? Um, so again I think that there's like a deeper way we can look at that to show that butter is something that it it's nice it's tasty it's good something we all want to have right it's as easy as pie we hear this one all the time what does that mean It means that something is very simple to do something that anyone could do like We can all eat pie because pie is so freaking delicious, right? That is unless you're Struggling in this world of diet culture where pie all of a sudden is not an easy thing But again, it's like taking this expression and looking at it and being like wow as our society You know, minus diet culture VC pie being something that's easy to eat. It's tasty, it's delicious, it's pleasurable. We love those type of things. Let's see if I have another one for you here. To be the cream of the crop. La crème de la crème. This one is a very famous expression, right? So to be the cream of the crop, what does that mean? It essentially means to be the best of the best. Again, why, why are we saying the cream of the crop? Let's, let's dive into this. Well, cream, it's the most concentrated, fattiest, most desirable part of milk. And it tends to rise to the top. So the cream of the crop is referring to like the best part of a batch, again, because <laughs> you guys why did to create these expressions because the cream is the best part. We all know it. It's so yummy. It's so tasty. It's creamy. I mean, there's no other way to explain the deliciousness of it besides saying it's creamy. It is what it is. This is like what we use to explain delicious things, is like the very essence of what cream is. This expression is actually several centuries old. And um, again, I think that just, it it says a lot. It says a lot, right? Now, do you ever hear someone say, (laughs) she's the froth of the almond milk? I've never once heard someone say that. We say she's the cream of the crop, not the froth of the almond milk. Just saying, guys. There's no use crying over spilled milk. So again, where did this come from? It's like the idea of I spill my milk and that's really sad, like that really sucks. Um, (laughs) So spilling milk we're saying is a bad thing. Gosh, you pour a fresh glass of milk and then it spills and now it's like my day is ruined. My milk is gone. So this expression is normally used when someone is sulking or feeling sad or complaining about a past mistake or a circumstance. You spilled your milk and it's like that sucks and you just want to cry about it. So this expression is pretty much saying like, hey, don't complain about the things that have already happened or that can't be changed. Um, But again, it's so like innate within us to want to cry over that spilled milk. Um, I have butterflies in my stomach. That is something that we say a lot, and this one's actually really interesting. Um, There's this thing called the gut brain. And we have found that a lot of the neurotransmitters that we think of being like in our brain space, so norepinephrine, dopamine, serotonin, all of that, Um, we think of them as like brain things right but in reality um, a lot of those neurotransmitters are actually created in our gut and then they travel up through the enteric nervous system up to our brain so our gut can actually say a lot about the state of our mental um, space and the gut can sort of rule our emotions here so you have butterflies in your stomach um, you're nervous. <laughs> you um, have a lot of maybe anxiety going on, and it's it's interesting when when we understand that this is actually it actually is stemming from your stomach. Like this isn't just something that we say, but there's a complicated network of neurons and neurochemicals that sense and control events in other parts of the body, including the brain. And so anyways, this one doesn't really have anything to do with food, but it's quite interesting that we say um, that we say, like, I have butterflies in my stomach to talk about, like, nervousness and anxiety. And it's like, gosh, let's connect the two, like, because that is connected. It very much is connected. This is why we want to have a good healthy gut microbiome because so many of our neurotransmitters are made there. This is why a lot of people who suffer with disordered eating or eating disorders also suffer with um, coexisting disorders like bipolar, depression, anxiety. Maybe it's because the gut is a little off because you're not eating properly. I know for me, when I was eating a vegan diet, I felt like I was an anxious wreck all the time. I was irritable. I was moody, anxious, nervous. Things would really throw me off quickly. Um, Like if I was asked to speak in front of someone um, or not someone, I'm fine speaking in front of someone, but you know, like a large group of people like that would throw me into an anxiety attack for days back when I was malnourished. Now I'm like, I can stand in front of, and I have in the past year stood in front of over 50 people and given a presentation, zero nerves. Like it did not affect me as much. I I really attribute that to my gut microbiome is a lot healthier now because I eat enough and because I'm not in energy debt and I have a high metabolism. So I've raised my metabolic rate because it used to be really low back when I was pretty much just starving myself. But now I eat things like steak and butter and milk, and I feel grounded. So anyways, super interesting. I don't believe I can come up with any other ones. Oh, maybe there is one more, actually. Um, A bitter pill to swallow. Pills are like hard to swallow, and we hate doing it. I don't know who enjoys Taking pills and swallowing them and then you can like feel them in your throat and we all just like innately hate that, right? And now I'm not saying I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not saying that you shouldn't take pills. But I'm just, what I do for myself personally is I focus on food and I do not rely on pills to give me my nutrition. So I'll just put it that way. And I think that there's something innate about that, about like pills are even just hard to get down. Our body kind of like rejects it. But hey, pie is quite easy to get down. So just saying, guys, this is all I have for you today. Sort of just a fun episode diving into some common idioms and expressions that we have and maybe why those came to be, and yeah, I I personally found it interesting. I hope you found it interesting, too. Please um, subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it. That way it can get pushed up in the algorithm and more and more people can see the podcast. If you didn't know, I have a YouTube channel, and I am there quite frequently. I have a myriad of videos talking about amenorrhea, energy debt, low metabolism, we're talking about hoarding food, we talk about mental hunger, we talk about how I got my period back, there's so many things over there. And then I, of course, am also primarily on Instagram, I'm there every day, and that, again, is at Flow flowwithclo. So please go on over and follow me. Um, I am coming out with a new website soon, guys, and that's gonna have all the details for the Get Your Flow On course, which is going to be a online course giving you all of the information and the support and the community that you need to get your period back and to restore your metabolism and transform your relationship to food. Really excited about this, guys. I'm creating the ebook um, for my recipes right now, and I'm also coming out with little like, um, you know, it's going to be like two-minute uh videos for each of the recipes so that you can like see a little video just like how I make it and so for those of you guys who are more visual cookers um, I think that that's going to be great I know that's what I am I'd rather just see someone make it than try and read something so there's going to be both for everyone but again all that stuff is going to be coming out soon so you want to make sure that you follow me on Instagram so that you get updated with that all all right have a beautiful day and I will see you in the next podcast